0: where in Samach Dal, we're starting from Samach Gimel Amut base, The Mishnah had said, uh, the example of Tumas Tuhayim was someone who went to the mikvah and in floating on the water of the mikvah he found a mace, So we said that's called the Tumi Dua. If the mace was buried under the mud of the mikvah, nobody was aware of it. That's what we call the Tumas toim. So that Derech Agav brings us to another halacha of Tumah that is floating on water. Nothing to do with really our Surya per se, but a, a similar halacha in Tum of that's Kedaya to be aware of. So it says the Gemara, so far, i Indian Sherit. That which you said that a mace that's floating on the water, and we had a discussion if someone went into the water and he's not sure if he touched a mace or not. So we said Safiq Timur B'shasayachid is Tomei, unless we said it's a Tumas then for Nazir and for Aysef Pesach, it would be considered a tar anyways, because it's a Tumas But by a regular tumovatira, even though the mace is floating on the water and you're not sure if you touched it or not, if you're long as you're in B'shasayachid, Safiq Timur B'shasayachid is going to be Tomei. However, says the Gemara, that is not true by Dinei Sheritz. We'll see what that afkamina is between Sherets and Mace in a second. But by a Sherets, which normally if you touch it, you're a Tomei Tuma serv, And normally you would also have the same Alokhas over there by a Sherets of Suffolk Tuma. Versus a would be Tomei. Versus Ram would be Tar. but Suffolk Versus a would be Tomei. However, if the Sherets is not on a fixed piece of dry land, if it's floating in water, then we say there's a special Allah we 're going to learn from Sukkim that if it doesn 't have a mukum, if it doesn 't have a kavuah mukum it doesn 't mean like a place on the shelf, just means on dry land, if it 's just floating on water or possibly in the air, and then you have a suffix, did you touch it or not? Then we do not say suffix to say is going to be tummy we say in that case you are tar. Of course, if you actually touch it then you know vada, you touch it, and of course you tell me, anyways, we're talking about a case of suffik, there would be no hilches t- tumah, by a sharetz, but if it's suffa on nayim. what are we talking about this idea? We have an interesting, right, uh, so uh, about two details in this point, suffik tumah, if you have a suffik tumah, of a sharetz, suffa and it's floating, bain bekelem, bain bekerker, so it's floating on water, what Tanakama says, whether that water, is natural water in the ground, or whether that water, is in a bucket, but the sheriff's is directly on the water and then you have a situation where you're not sure did you touch the sherets or not, says the Tarakama you your tar because that sherets is not called having a mokom, because it's floating on water. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon differentiates, Rabbi Shimon says, if the water is natural water on the ground, and the sherets is floating in it, then that's considered, like you just said, not having a mokom. But if the water is in a klee, what we would call for mikvah purposes, Mayim right? Shuvan, so if you have water floating in a kli, since it's in a man-made object, Already at that stage, it's not considered floating on water, or that case it is considered, and then it would be suffix What's the machlaik? It says, where, my time where does this come from? We have two in One Pusik says, So it says, So it says, any sherets of the sh- obviously we're talking about the shemayn of shrotzim that are matame. Wherever the sherets is, kol shahu Wherever it happens to be, if it's on water, it's on water. If it's on land, it's on land. If it's flying, it's flying. The that pasuk is mashwa sherets is matame or suffix matame in any situation, no matter what it is. Uksid. But the other pasuk says right before that in Posik chovtes it says v'zelech hamatameh b'sherets ha'sherets al ha'oretz ha'cholad v'achmor batzov. The gives the list of the shrotzim over there. It says sherets al ha'oretz. What does one Pasuk say only on the Oretz the other Pasuk is mashma. anywhere that it Sheretz is going to be the same says the Tanakhama Kate said Vade Mago Tomei Suffolk Mago so it depends what we're talking about if it's a vade, then you're going to be Tomei no matter what if it's a Suffolk then you're only going to be Tomei if it's Sheretz ala Oretz but if it's not Sheretz or the aretz, then you're not going to be tummy. So There's a special example of that if Sheretz is in a Makam Suffolk when it's not on a Makam, if it's floating on any water, says the Tanakama, then the Allah is going to be that the Suffolk tuma of the Sheretz is going to be taught. So what does Rabbi Shimon argue about? Rabbi Shimon, my time. Rabbi Shimon says that there's another Pasuk later in that parsha. It says, now this Pasuk is not really talking about a show. It's talking about things which are becoming coming me. And it says, Rabbi Shimon, my time. Pashup Shat, that is telling you that water that's attached to the ground itself, the water does not become Tameh. That's what the Pashuk is teaching you. But Shimon over here is dashing it slightly differently. Shimon is saying, So Shimon says, that's another napkinian, the Salach of that only when it's suffer on a Mayan, only when it's suffer on natural water, do we say in the Salach that, that it's not a Makam, but if it's Tzofa on water in a Klih, then it would be like a regular for standing on the ground, and it would still be tummy. So everybody agrees to this halacha that a sheretz that's suffer that's floating and doesn't have a makam, is going to be suffik tuma The Question is, what's considered not having a makam? Any water, like the Tanakama says, or Shimon says, only water that's in a natural state, not water that's in a kli. How does this apply to Tumas Mei? So nothing more explains. If you have a sheritz, let's, let's start with the sheritz, we'll see in a second. If you have a sheritz that is being held by a person, now even though the, it's all on water, maybe the person is pushing it on water, but it's being held by a human being, is being dragged by a human being, so then That would be but then Even though the person might be holding it in water or on water, but a human being is holding it, that's called kadamakaiman. That's not called floating on water. But nizrokin if it's flying in the air, then Sveikon on tar. If it's flying in the air, or like we just said, a case of floating on the water, so that's not called konum That's not not konum That's not called having a mukum. If it's not having a mukum, suffik tumah would be Tor. Now Tosus points out that this halacha, as we'll see from the next line of the Gemara, is not only by a it's by anything which is all, which is tame tumas maga. Okay, so it could even apply to a mace if you're in a situation where you're in an uncovered area, so you're in an open sada, in which case you don't and you're not over the mace. It's not a question of was well, I mahil on the mace. It's a question: Did I touch the mace? Then also this halacha of tzapha would apply and you would have halacha of tyre. The only time we don't say this by a mace, according to Taishwiss, is when it's not a question of tumas maga, rather as the Mishnah continued, continues, B'risa continues, a a va mail If you're in a situation we have tumas mates, it's a suffix of ohel, Suffolk of ol, Suffolk of, of Hesit, some sort of Tumah that is not related to touching, specifically, then we do not say of the of Tzofah. The of Tzofah is only a Din in Tumas Maga. Taisa says it does apply to a mace in a case where you're dealing with a suffix of maga as opposed to a suffix of oil. There are other sheet in the Gemara who say, no, no, no. Since a mace is in the pasha of Tumas oil, therefore a mace is totally excluded from the salach of Tzapha, but Taisa says it does apply. Anything else which can create Tumah above and below it without touching. Like a Zav or a Zav that's Matame mishka something they sit on even though they're not touching it, it's just below them, or something they can't. Even though it's not uh, something above them, even though they're not touching it directly, so any of those those types of tumah, you will not have this halacha of whether it has a makam or not, and then you would apply the regular halacha of suffic tumer b'shoseyachet is tame. It's only by things which are tumas maga that we have this halacha. So says the Gemara. Now we have to drill into a few more details. By Rabbi Baruch Choma, Bikli the cleats tzaf al what if the you have a sheretz or, or a mace, right? Our says mace. If you look on the side here, the grot changes it to sheretz, but according to the other shitas, this halacha only applies by sheretz, not by tabas mace. But Teisur has the word mace over here. So if you have a mace in a kli and the kli is floating, I'm sorry. Okay, I mean, I I don't know, anything that's floating in a kli, it could be an aura, it could be anything, that the mace is not directly touching the water. So the mace is in a kli, and the kli is floating on the water. So, Ma'u, buser kli aslinan? do we look at it from the kli's perspective? And from the kli's perspective, the sheretz, or the mace, is not in the water, it's not floating, it's sitting still. So from, right from the kli's perspective, this mace is sitting still in the kli. From the water's perspective, the mace in the kli and the entire kli together are floating. And if they're floating, so then you should have a loch of tzaf. And you should be tzafek to which would be tar. So how do we look at this? Do we look at it as floating on water? Or do we look at it as sitting in a kli? Happens to be the kli is floating on the water, but that doesn't matter. L'gabba like the mace. And if you say this is not considered floating on water, this is considered that the Tuma is sitting in a Kli, and, the, and that's fine. So, what if you have a Mace, a Tumas Mace, sitting on a Sheretz? So Remember, sharet, we talk about Sheretz, we think of bugs. These are not bugs, right? They're, they're, they're little creatures. So you can have a creature floating on the water, a dead one, and on top of it, is a piece of mace, okay? So maybe it ain't a piece of mace. It's all floating together without getting too gory. Um, So now, the sheritz itself is floating on the water, has a din of Suffolk Tumotar that we just said. The mace, the piece of mace that's on top of it, is not touching the water. But, it's touching, it's sitting on something which already has the din of Suffolk tar. So, do we look at this as one unit because it's all tumor related, or do we look at it as separate units and it's then it's like it's, it's like zafal kli? I mean, it's not. yeah, it's not a Yes, self-close. sitting on top, sitting on no tumor, sitting so on no nothing. So, baser kli So zinon. So, mezak abisharot mau. Even the high tumor serve high tumor shiva. Command the tumor Do we say since the sherets and the mez are two different types of tumor, one's a Tumas erev the the sherets. one's a tumor shiva the mez? Therefore, they're two separate things. If they're two separate things, then the sherets just as a din of a kli and we just said, that on the Imtip Salimer side, that the mace is sitting in a kli, then the mace would be, regular din of tzafa, tumma would not have a din of tzafa. Tumma kli damir, oi duma Tumma samikhti. do we say, it's all tumma? what's the difference, tumma? zerif, tumma shiva, it's all tumma. and once you're applying the din of tzafa to the sherets, maybe you should apply it to the mace as well. That's a second child. that even if the mace is sitting on a sheretz, we consider it as if it's in a klei. v'adai of a What about the opposite child What if you have a sheretz sitting on a piece of neveila? Now a piece of vela is not Toma sheretz; it's its own Toma, but they're both. Tumas Erev. They're both things that if you touch, you only tell me until today, till you go to the mikveh. So therefore, they're more similar than a Sheretz and a mace. Sheretz and a wants Tumas Erev, wants Tumas Shiva. By Sheritz and a vayla, they're both basically the same type of tumma. Now, and the Tumas inun, Tumas And therefore, do you look at these both as regular, the same type of tumma? It's like a Sheretz al-sheritz, we'll see in a second. But Sheretz and a Veil is the Shav that we're talking about. O Yidama Haikezais, or do you say, no, there is a halachic difference between Tumas Sheretz and between Tumas Navela. Tumas Navela is only if you have a Kazaias of the Bosa whereas Tomas Sheretz, we already said, is, only betame, is already metame b'ka'adasha. So if it's ready, so therefore they are halachically different. If they're halachically different, then maybe they should have different halachas. And the one that's on the water has a halacha of tzof, of floating. The one that's over it is considered like it's sitting in a cleat. Okay, and what about But if you have two shrotzim, one on top of the other, the bottom one is on the water, the top one is floating over the water on top of the other shratz. Do you say, well, they're both the same shir, they're both shratzim, so for sure it's just considered one big piece of tumah, and therefore it's all going to have the hetar tzav. Or do you say that, no, since the mais, or the top one, is not floating on the water. If it's not floating on the water, and we said it's floating in ekeilu it's floating in a clee, then it would not have this heter of tzof. So these are the first few shadows we have of something which is not directly on the water. Now we have a second group of sherets. The our gears here is, Al-Gabi is even a sherets on a sherets The top sherets is considered floating in a Klee because it's not touching the water. Al-Gabi What if you have a sherets on a avela and the Navela already melted? It's like a fat, made out of fats fat, and it melted. And therefore it's like a, 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 a slick of oil of oil fat from the nevela on the water, and the sheritz is sitting on that. So now, these second set of shadows switch gears. The first set of shailas was, if you have two things sitting on top of each other, is the top one considered sitting on the water, yes or no? The second set of shailas is, if you have something that is not water, but it's like a liquid, is that considered tzof on water or not? So if you have a sheritz floating on melted navela, which is really just animal fat oil, is that considered like it's floating on the water? Or do we say that the animal fat is not a mashke? And if it's not really a mashke, it's just melted something, it's not really a mashke. Or do you say that melted animal fat, rendered animal fat, is really like a food? It's not really water, and it wouldn't have this halacha of sheritz being tough on it, because l'maysa, it's a food. And if you're going to say that animal fat is a food, and therefore the sheritz is not sitting on water, it's sitting on a salad ke'ilu, and therefore it's not going to have the salacha. Now, how do you look at shifcha zera? The shif hazerah, from a human being, we already know, always has a sort of a din of a liquid. And that's when it comes, uh, when it's out of the body, when it's either in the body or on the way out of the body. But it could be once it's out of the body on, on its own. We don't look at it as a liquid. We look at it as more of a solid. Now, if you want to say that once it's out of the body, then we look at it as more of a solid, and therefore it's not considered a liquid. What if you have a sheretz that's floating on mechatas? Now, mechatas is actually water mixed up with ashes like dirt. Okay, it's really just mud. Okay. And the Sheil of the Gemara, Teises says, is really just that. If you have a Sheretz floating in mud, how do we look at that? Is mud considered water, or is mud considered solid? I mean, I guess you could depend on how thick the mud is, etc. But if there's other things mixing, Teisus points out that the reason we're asking the question about mechata specifically, even though we could have just said mud, is because mechatis itself is tummy. And since Mechatas itself is Tame, we have another Tzad to say Tumas and it's all considered together. Mechatas Tzafan Agabimaya So you have Mechatas in water, it's mixed up, but it's like mud on the water. ma'u Mao Loyadina, and therefore take on all these Shailas, all the, all the seven of these Shailas. We say to Suffolk, does the halach of Tzafa apply here or not? Amar Okay, so now let's get back. Now that we've taken care of Hilchas Safa Amayim, that's probably one of the few places in Shash you'll see this halacha, so put it in your memory and remember it for the next time it comes up. We now go back to the halacha of Tumas Tohoim. Okay, let's review quickly the halacha of Tumas Toheim from yesterday. The halacha of Tumas Toheim is by someone who is a Nazir or someone who is making a carbon Pesach and he be- became Tomei, but at the time that he became Tomei, he was not aware of it. And at the end of his Naziris, we said... After Naziris was basically over, he then found out that yesterday, or month ago, or two, two weeks ago, during his Naziris, he had walked over a place where there was a kever tohoim, which was that nobody knew at all in the whole world that there was a mace buried there. But now he finds out, so that Allah is a Allah is, especially Allah, that it does not break his Naziris. There's no question he's tummy mace but it does not break his naziris. And the same alaka we said applies to a carbon Pesach. If he needs to bring a carbon Pesach reshain, he does not get pissed off but Pesach sheni in that situation if you already shechted the carbon and they're getting ready to do it. And now you say, oh, by the way, yesterday it turns out you were tummy." That's okay, because I was only Tommy with a Tumas tuhoy. Okay, But if you, found, if you found out before you finished the your naziris, then there is no heter of Tumas tohoi. The other alaka we had in the Mishnah was... That this halacha of Tumas Tahaim is only in a situation when you were Tahir prior. Okay, if you were Tame already, and now it's a question of are you extending your Tuma? That halacha does not. The of Tumas Taim is no, no heter over there. In that case, we said you're going to be suffering Tame Tame. The call it like a Chazaka, and therefore we leave you Tame. We don't say well Tumas Taim doesn't count in that situation. If you, already Tama, you are already Tame, you're Tame. So now comes Ramnuna Nuna to talk about a detail in that point. Amar Rav Nuna. What's the case? We're talking about. Let's just focus on the case of the nazir for now. If you have a, a nazir who's counting his nazirs counts twenty days in nazirs. Okay, and then he uh, it becomes tameh tameh vade, not tameh it Becomes tameh vade. Okay, the is tameh vade. He has to wait seven days. Become tor from the paraduma. to become tor from tameh Meis, It's actually a three step process. Okay, first of all, he has to get Hazov Mechatas, of the Parduma water, on day three and day seven. Then on day seven, he goes to the mikvah, and then he still, now he could start, as, as we already discussed earlier in the Masechta, once he goes to the mikvah, we said you could start your Naziris, etc., that's fine, but the Karbanas and all that stuff, and anytime you are Mechuser karbon we said, like by Mitzayra, you don't bring your Karbanas till the next day, because you're still what we call a of Shemesh even though you've gone to the mikvah, and once you go to the mikvah, in, in, in te- well, for all intents purposes, purposes, you are still usher to eat Truma until Shkia, until of Shemesh, and you're usher to bring any carbonus until Shkia as well, which basically means you're not bringing carbonus until the next morning because you're not bringing any carbonus. At night, if you touch something after you went to the mikvah, at that stage you are only met keshlishi. You are a tful yom as a din of Tumash shlishi. Anything he touches would pass truma or Kotcha. So it says Ramnu, in this case, so the nazir was Tameh. He goes to he goes to the of mikdash. He gets the azov shlishi Vishvi. on day seven. Now after he had the azov shlishi Vishvi, which ostensibly means he's basically. Oh, Almost star or is tar. then he walks in an area that he doesn't know that there's any tumma there, and he goes ahead and he gets his haircut and he finishes up his whole Naziris of Tumma. He starts his Naziris of Tyra, he finishes his Naziris of Tyra, and on day 30, when he's going to bring his Karbanas to get the haircut for his Naziris Tyra, now they say, by the way, 30 days ago, when you were going to become tar from your Tumas Mace, you walked in an area that we later discovered had a Tumas Tahayim. Okay. Now, the logic is if that happened when he was already totally tar, right, day nine. Which is already in his Nunaziris, That's fine. That's halach of tumas time. Tumas time we, we ignore when it comes to hilchas Nunaziris. Here, he, and we already said, if he was Vaday tameh when he walked over the tumas time, there's no heter of tumas time that we said. Here, he walked over the tumas time on day seven after he had the zrikas Duma. What is his halachic status then? Do we consider him tameh and tumas time does not apply, or do we consider him already tahor and tumas tahaim? does apply, and we ignore that Tuma. So that's Rav Hanunah, says Rav Hanunah, The high heter of Tumas Tuhayim does apply. My Tema, Deloy Alime, Tumas time the Mitzvah. Tumas time does not break already in that situation. We do not consider him Tame. Says, I'm you talking about Masev Rav. Rabbi says to Rav how can that be? We said in the Mishnah, Yardli Tormi Tumas Maseh, if a person had Tumas Mace, and he was on the way to the Mikvah, which means he already did Hazash, Shlishi, and Shvi, and he's on the way to the Mikvah, and then he goes into the Mikvah, and there was a Tumas tohaim underneath the Mikvah, so we said, Tomei, Shecheskas, Tomei Tome, Becheskas, Tar, Tar. If he was Tar, fine. But if he was already Tomei, and he's going to the Mikvah, and then you find the Tumas Tohoim in the Mikvah, that going to the Mikvah doesn't count, and we actually consider the Tumas time to be actually Tomei. So how can you, and that's we're talking about it, where he already was on the way to becoming tar. So, what's Ramnuna talking about? You see, the case of the Mishnah is he's going to the mikvah. Why is he going to the mikvah now? Because he had Tumas Mase, which means he already had a Zosh Now he's going to the mikvah. The Mishnah says if in the mikvah itself is a Tumas Tahayim, he's coming. And that mikvah going doesn't count, and he has to start the whole process all over again. So, it's Mamish not like Ramnuna. Reb said, it depends when all this is going on. Did he already go to the mikveh, yes or no? That's the way Tesis learns this. We focus on the haircut, but the haircut is less important as opposed to did he go to the mikveh or not. Meaning, in the case of the Mishnah, where he's going now to the mikveh, which means he did as li shivishvi, okay? and finishing his naziris of Tumah, and now he was going to the mikvah. If he's going to the mikvah now, which means he didn't have a haircut yet, and he didn't go to the mikvah yet, if now he's in a matzah of Tumah's tohaim, then of course he's tameh, because he's mamish still in the middle of everything. He's mamish tameh. Says Rav Nuna, I'm talking about a situation, says Rav Nuna, where he already went to the mikvah, and he already got his haircut. He's just waiting for hair of Shemesh, now I say he's already considered tohar, and the halacha of Tumas Toheim already applies to him, and he would not be tummy from a Tumas t'haim. But if it's before he went to the mikvah, before he got his haircut, then in a chanami, then he would be considered tummy still, and the halacha of Tumas Toheim would not apply to him. We're going in Rebilezer, Teglachas is ma'akev. This whole mission was in Sheetis Rebilezer, is ma'akev. Amalei Medina, so Amalei, so, so that's what Rav Nuna said. Amalei Rava, Rava said, ah, if that's what you meant. Ah, I agree with you. And the same Allah would apply by someone who's doing a Karm Pesach, where there's no Taglachas at all. So it depends. Did he go to the mikveh or not? If he went to the mikveh, then fine. Then he's considered tar, even though he has have Shemesh to wait for, I don't care. If he did not, then not. Amalei So Abaya heard this conversation. He heard Rava and Rav agreeing that if you've gone to the mikvah and you've gotten your haircut, then you're already considered tahor. But if you did not, then we consider you still tameh for tumas tahaim. But lemaiser, you're not really tahor yet, even if you did hazos shlishi v'shvi and you went to the mikvah and you got your haircut. But lemaiser, you're mechusar harav shemesh. You're considered a teful yom at this stage. If you consider a teful at this stage, if you touch truma, it's tameh. If you touch kachim, it's tameh. And therefore, maybe for tumas we should consider you still. Tomei and the hetter should not apply. So Rava said to him, "No, since the idea of herem shemesh is not something that's biyada, it's not something that's up to you. It just happens automatically. If it happens automatically, we consider you for dine tumas tohaim to already. Anything which is automatic, which is not something you need to go do." Which is not something that's dependent on other people? Then we consider you already considered for hilchos Tumas tohaim you are tor. And since Herav Shemesh is just a question of waiting for time, there's nothing to do. Therefore, you considered tor. Says the gemara. Abaya, even though he asked this question, that maybe herem should not be considered. Uh, should not be considered tor. Abaya himself, in a different discussion, you see, agreed to this answer of Rava. Where do we see that? They're following b'risa. Thisanya. Tavi, Tavi. Okay, more introduction over here in hook of the tire. So there's Allah called If a woman has from Pasha's if a woman has a baby, so we say if she had a boy, she's going to be tummy for seven days, and then ta'r automatically for the next thirty-three days. If she has a girl, she's going to be ta'me for 14 days, and ta'r automatically for the next sixty-six days. So the lacha is as follows. Uh, for those two first two weeks, she's tameh, no question. to to her, hus- to her husband, nothing to talk about. In theory, at the end of those fourteen days, she can go to the mikvah, and now she is muttah to her husband. Even if she sees any dam over the next sixty six days until day eighty, that's called dam tor not, not Nowadays, but that would be called dam tor She's muttah to her husband. However, during those sixty six days, she's actually considered tameh. She's considered a full Yoim oroch. Okay, because she is a needs to wait till those eighty days, and B at the end of the eighty days she brings her carbon lettuce, and she actually brings her carbon yeladas on day eighty one. So when she brings her carbon yeladas, then and only then is she muttered to eat carbonas, etc. Till then she's mechusar carbon. She's mechusar carbon. Anytime you mechusar carbon, mechusar kapara, you're not allowed to eat any kachrim for those eighty days. Okay, what happens if you have a woman who uh, has a miscarriage? Okay. As long as the baby, the Vlad, was at least 40 days after mm-hmm. conception, the Vlad is considered a Vlad, and she has regular DNA to now Okay, now That's the that's law. So you theoretically could have a situation where a woman gave birth, maybe it's a live baby, all everything good and fine. On day 14, she becomes mutter to her husband, and she gets pregnant that day. Could happen. Well, I'm not talking about whether it's going to happen, but it could theoretically happen based on the numbers. And then 40 days later, she has a miscarriage. Those, that, On day 40, when she has this miscarriage, she's still in what we call the maloise. She's still in those 80 days. If she had this miscarriage stopped, she would have to bring a carbonyl lettuce. But she has not yet brought her first carbonyl lettuce because she only could bring your carbonyl lettuce after 80 days. So do you bring two carbonyl lettuce or do you bring one? says the Tavi. if she had the baby, the, the miscarriage, within the first 80 days, then she does not bring a second carbon. One carbon covers it all. So it's Yoy which really doesn't mean Yoy Malaes. means the day after. If she had the miscarriage on day 81, Tavi, then she brings two Tavi. If she has the miscarriage any day on day 80 or earlier, she does not bring two karbanis, she brings one carbon. That's Allah. However, says the (laughs) bride What about the following situation? What about the situation as follows? What about if she has this miscarriage on day 75? Just as an argument. She has a miscarriage on day 75. Okay, so now you tell me she does not bring two carbonates, She brings one carbon laden. Okay. But she cannot bring that carbon laid on day 80, because she still has to wait 80 days from baby number 2. Okay? She, you can't bring that carbon till 80 days after baby number 2. On day 14 from baby number 2, she becomes mature to her husband again. And she gets pregnant again, and she has another miscarriage on day 40. Okay? Now, when she has the second miscarriage on day 40, on uh, uh, that's already 100 and something days after the first baby. Okay? So baby number two, miscarriage number two, baby uh, lady number two, we said is covered by carbon number one, because it's all within the malice. Lady number three happened within the malice of number two, but not within the malice of number one. How do we look at that? Do we say that since the Misa, you never brought carbon one, so lady three also counts as part of carbon number one. So says the brayasa, <speaking in Hebrew> she only brings one carbon if it was before deity. <speaking in Hebrew> but if she did not yet bring her carbon for number one and she had a second miscarriage, what's the locha? Take out tifta mishnan. No. Since the Mysa, she never had an opportunity to bring carbon number one, therefore, lay the two and lay the three are all included in that carbon when she eventually gets to bring that carbon it covers all those ladies because she never had an opportunity to bring carbon number one okay so what does that have to do with anything there should be a vav here v'ammer afghanah afghanah comes along and explains Shani Carbon because she has not yet brought her carbon she had no opportunity to bring the carbon that's why later one two and three are all considered combined together Let's go back to the regular classic case of two ladies. Okay? In the case of two ladies, where she had lady number one, she waited 80 days. On day 81, she has a miscarriage. Okay, So on day 81, until now, what we've said was, once she brings the cart, once she gets to day 81, if she has a miscarriage, now she has two separate karbonis because she's out of the mellois. Now wait a second. What about a situation where, and this is a bizarre situation, says Teisus, where she never went to the mikvah on day 14. How she got pregnant, that's her problem. Okay, but she never went to the mikvah on day 14. She comes to day 81, when she has to bring her korbanus. Normally she would bring her korbanus to go to the mikvah. So she brings her korbanus now and goes to the mikvah. Okay? She has not really finished her taira process yet. Because she's still hair of shemesh. So maybe if she has this miscarriage now on day 81 it should still be connected to the first carbon, even though it's on day 81. But Lamaisa, she's still tummy for the first one because she has not yet gone to the mikvah. She has not yet gone to the mikvah and had her of Shemesh. And therefore, Frech the Gemara, if you tell me when you could not bring the carbon, it's all connected. So here also, she's still tummy because she has not yet gone to the mikvah and had her of Shemesh. And on that, Amalei Abayah. On that, Abayah said his answer that Robert had already said. Shimshim amela arva. The fact that you're missing hair of Shemesh, I don't care about because that's automatic. And Taisa says, even Taisa says, even if she didn't even go to the mikveh yet, because that's also beyond There's nothing stopping her from going to the mikveh. Bringing her korban, you need someone else to do it for you. Okay, going to the mikveh, you just do on your own. You don't need anything stopping it. And never, even if she has not yet gone to the mikveh yet, and for sure if she's not hair of Shemesh. That's not going to be a problem, says Thaisis, according to this Kamara, because you're ready, anything beyond is not a problem. That already is considered as if you reach the Tyrus stage. And if you reach the Tyrus stage, then any new Leida is going to be, require a second carbon. But if you have not yet reached the Tyrus stage, you don't bring the carbonis yet, and any overlap, but this could go on forever, whatever it is, then she would bring one carbon and be yet, sir, for all these Leidas. Okay, okay.